Hello everyone, welcome to Mostly Off Center Presents For Reels. This is the movie talk or geek talk about films or different things regarding that. Uh, with me today is Mike Yancey. Hello. And we're going to kind of talk about a little bit a little bit different for For Reels. Um, we're going to talk about fandoms. Like, we've noticed a recent trend recently about how some awful things are going on in fandoms anymore like uh, case in point the biggest one now is star wars yep like mike and i we grew up with the original trilogy yep like that's all we had literally because like, i was born in 1977 so yeah and i was born seven years later 1984 yeah. but that's all we had for years oh, yeah. was those three films uh then they expanded to books and comics mm -hmm. and radio shows like they would do or video games things like that but you didn't get new films mm -hmm. there was that was it you only had the three and then the expanded lore after and i would say that was a golden age a fandom you could yeah. you had favorite characters that weren't in the film but were in other places you had different book series that were your favorite comic book series that increased the story like they could be very well their own episodes seven, eight, nine. We yep. didn't even have episodes one, two, three. Oh yeah. By that point, it was just Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and then Return of the Jedi. And if you ever it found another nerd, you know it was like finding a, an oasis in the desert. Yeah. And because you didn't even have like there weren't even really conventions. Well, you you, you had them, but like they were growing like, up here in Utah, man. You never got to go to that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, they were all in like Los Angeles or mm -hmm. New York. Not even New York, really. Because there wasn't very much in terms of fandoms back then. People enjoyed it, and they were huge. They were huge movies. They certainly didn't have chat rooms oh, no. or internet stuff. Cause that there was no way to connect with each other. You, you actually had to write in your name and address to join the fan <laughs> club, and they would send out things, mm -hmm. and that's how you did stuff. Yes, the snail mail used to be the way you did things, everybody. Oh, yeah. But it was a golden age. You had good. You could talk well. You could say, well, I don't really like that. You could disagree. You could agree. Because everyone was on the same page that they loved the the, the subject. And whether, every now whether and then... The only big fight was Star Trek versus Star Wars. That was yeah. the only big fight. And Star Wars won every time. But... <laughs> <laughs> Debatably, With, um, um, I'd, I'd like to refute, to refute that. Um, <laughs> that's actually, a zombie discussion for another time. <laughs> oh man! Oh, that—that's one we should do an episode. That we really should talk about our con experiences. No, we should. We should debate or the zombies. Whether or not a zombie's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> actually sharpen with age oh heaven fandoms and because that's that. part of the fandom that was an experience we had that was a zombie fandom and i think that was very eye-opening it was uh, interesting and that's when my love of being a nerd began to wane <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of the the crux of this we loved our our subjects we're yeah. geeks and nerds yep. we love being nerds we were proud yeah. of being nerds i carried the nerd flag man yeah and you know when my first daughter was born we named her the nerd queen and we taught her all these nerd things and in that space she's 10 years old now queen sophia the queen first, sophia man. the first queen of all nerddom yep we taught her to say schnick bub when she was two years old yep. not even that Hulk smash the whole deal. In fact, she didn't even know Hulk was just called 
the Hulk <laughs> until, I don't know how many years ago, just a few, not very many. But now she knows it's the Hulk, but she always called it Hulk Smash. Oh, is that Hulk Smash? That's how she knew it. That's yeah. that's that's how big of fans we are. She's more of a fan of Batman than she is of princesses. And Darn right. Proud, proud moments. Maybe not so much anymore now that she's coming a young woman. Well, but, well, you, know. you know, whatever. Uh, it's bad anymore. Like, the new, specifically Star Wars fandom... I would say is toxic. It's a toxic it's, environment. It's kind of gross. It's disgusting. It is. Uh, Mike and I, we were, we were talking about this the other night. We were talking about how The Last Jedi, the the last uh, Star Wars film that came out outside of Solo, uh, had a lot of hate yeah. for it. And not because it was a badly made film, which in, for another time, in my opinion, it was. A lot of problems with with the last jedi as a film yeah but this went beyond that like mm-hmm. mike you were relate what you were reading what you were talking about um well, about what specifically well uh about the the what what's her name who played rose oh, Tycho? yeah um, is so, that her name rose Tycho? yeah um so there were some uh there are some fans out there who are boycotting the film until Disney, Kathleen Kennedy, and uh, Ryan Johnson make a public apology. That's the studio, the studio the, head, and the director, Ryan Johnson, yeah. of Last Jedi. Uh, well, Lucasfilm. Yeah, and, President of Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, and then the director, Ryan Johnson, make a public apology for saying that the fans, or there were sexist comments made about um, from the fans... Because they feel that they have been slighted and that they were called sexists and racists, even though there were obviously sexist and racist comments made by fans. Yeah. And and while I, I not agreeing with it at all, I would do agree that as an entire fandom should not be labeled as with everything, an oh, entire yeah. group should not be labeled for the actions of a of a the minority Small, the dinky minority. the terrible minority yeah. that is there but the problem was they didn't stand up for it like yeah. they didn't stand up against it is what i mean yeah. not for it against it because uh the reason being i'm going to interject is there were comments made about the actress who played kelly marie tran kelly marie tran who played rose tycho in a new character in the last jedi not a very strong character but that's not the point. The point was these fans started making threats against her. They started calling her awful things. They mm-hmm. started saying some explicit things about her, toward her, what they were going to do. They were going to murder her. Just horrible terrible, crap. horrible, horrible things. That back in our day, if you even mentioned something like that, you were getting arrested. Yeah. And like, if you found someone found a piece of mail from you that said things like that. You were in serious trouble. That's like terrorist threat level of things going on. And it it was unacceptable. And as fandoms, they would stand up and say, you can't do that. And they would fight against that sort of thing. They would rally around it. But they didn't. I think that's that's why I think that the whole community deserved it. Because they did not step up and fight that sort of thing. Because there was multiple. You said she even left? Yeah, she quit Twitter. 
and she retreated back out of the public spotlight because it got bad enough that she felt threatened. And there's she's not alone in that. This has happened multiple times to multiple different people, not just in Star Trek or Star Wars. And it it's a nasty, vile place out there right now. It really is. Like I don't that's the thing. Like what is with is it I don't I don't even know the studies if it's older people like us who have enjoyed it or if it's the newer ones. But it seems to me with the ex- accessibility of people now with mass uh, social forums, Twitter, and all these access to it, people have become evil. Yeah. Like, they become outright evil towards each other instead of the opposite effect, which is what it was supposed to have. Yeah. Like, here's a fandom, access to what you love has now become we're gonna spout so much vile hatred putrid vile language at you is it even worth it to be called a fan anymore to be called nerds and geeks because i kind of agree it it feels outdated it feels awful anymore yeah if this is what it is i mean i i love star wars I love Star Trek. There's a lot of other stuff out there I love. But if this is what it takes to be a fan, then I don't want any part of it. Exactly. Like, that's not should be that should not be what fandom's about. No. If you disagree with something or if you dislike what somebody did in a film, you can say, you know what? I don't think you were very good in that. And then that's it. Sure. Move on. She'll you know what they'll say? They'll say, Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. We'll move on. Unless they're a petty person, too, and then they'll start insulting everyone. Yeah. But, like, seriously, to go off and threaten physical harm of any kind is unacceptable. That's... And you're right. That has happened more than just with her. That's happened to multiple people. If they don't agree with the casting, they inundate that person with... All sorts of All garbage. sorts of it. And they judge before they even see. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I think it was Ben Affleck. Yeah. Who caught a lot of hate for being cast as Batman and Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne in the Batman versus Superman. Everyone had their opinion of who it should be, but when they heard that, all they could think of was the guy from Armageddon. Yeah. Or Geely. Yeah. And it was like, they instantly sent out all this hate, and they're always going to be the worst thing. He's going to be the worst thing in the movie. It's awful. Yeah. Ended up being... The best, thing. the best thing in that movie, and frankly, my favorite Batman outside of Ma- Michael Keaton, yeah. like if not tied with Michael Keaton, because he was amazing. Yeah. He had a lot of intensity. Justice League brought it down a little bit, <laughs> but that wasn't his fault. It was, yeah, it wasn't his fault. It was so. It, it's amazing to me that fans of properties can be so disgusting. Well, and what gets me is that they have this attitude, this very controlling attitude, that they somehow believe that the property belongs to them. And I don't understand where that comes from. I, like I said, I grew up with Star Trek, or Star Wars, literally. Mm-hmm. I was born the same year it came out. I love telling people this, that I went and saw Star Wars when it came out in theaters, and it bored me so much I fell asleep. <laughs> of course, I was two months old at the time. But, but it still bored you. But this, what is all this crap? I'm falling asleep. Darth Vader guy, he's boring. Yeah, whatever. Another spaceship scene. <laughs> Laser but, sword, who cares? But, you know, I remember going to the theater and watching uh, Return of the Jedi 
because I, I, I had to go see that movie, man. I had to get this whole is Darth Vader Luke's father thing resolved, man. And I, I, my mind was blown that the whole speeder chase through the forest and the Ew I love the Ewoks, man. And all of that stuff. And I walked out of that theater just like. <laughs> but my heart was crushed because I realized, wait a minute, it's over. That's the last Star Wars movie I'm ever going to see. <laughs> oh, oh, dang, man. And then every time I'd see that movie ever again, my heart would break a little bit because that's the last Star Wars movie that's ever going to get made. Huh. And then, you know, the, the prequels came out and like, more Star Wars content, yeah! And then I'd see Return of the Jedi and I'd think, oh, wait. That's the last Star Wars movie that's ever going to get made because it's, it's still the, the end, end of the story. Of the, this saga. Oh. And then you know they announced that <coughs> they were going to make a sequel trilogy. Oh. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I remember that they announced that like we're going to have episode seven, eight, nine with original cast returning. Like what? Yes. That's you oh. know people have been waiting thirty yeah. years for. What the heck? I was super pumped, and man, I was so glad, and I went and saw Force Awakens, and I was I was just as happy as I'll freaking get out, because that little six-year-old me in that theater was just like, <gasps> yeah. yeah, oh yeah, more Star Wars, because oh. now I'm seeing uh, X-Wings and TIE Fighters zooming around with modern graphics, and I'm just, <gasps> oh yeah, and then I walked out of that theater, uh, yeah, 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 it could have been better, but still, uh, it was new Star Wars, man. Yeah. New Star Wars. And it wasn't everything I wanted. No. It wasn't entirely original. No. I mean, it, it was a retread of it, A New Hope, but who cares? But it, was, it was well done enough that you did liked I, it. Did I care? Did I give a yeah. shit? No, I didn't <laughs> care. Because I was happy. It was new Star Wars. Yeah. But what gets me is that there were people sitting there thinking... My child is ruined! J.J. Yeah. Oh, Abrams is the worst human being on the planet! <laughs> I hate him! Roar! Exactly. Because somehow they think that Star Wars belongs to them. Yeah. And I think, wait, how? Well, that's, a, that's just it. Like, my childhood is ruined. Wait, I'm sorry. What? Your memories of going to see the original movies is tainted because you as a... 40-year-old man or woman, whoever you yeah. may be, Wait, what? didn't like this one? Huh? So does that mean your childhood is ruined that if your favorite place to go eat as a kid, you go there now and it wasn't quite as good as it was when you were a kid? Is, does that mean your childhood is done? Then you're putting way too much emphasis yeah. on your childhood and having it be the be-all, end-all experience. Yeah. Like, why isn't your 40-year-old self your best self Yeah. versus your 6-year-old self? Yeah. Like that that yes. argument always has bugged me. Like my childhood is ruined, and it's as you say, they came out of that just with full of hatred. Yeah, and you undo because it's not theirs. Yeah, you know, I will I will admit there are some instances where calling out the art, the author of some of these things on some of their stuff. Yeah, is, is necessary, and the whole argument of it's their thing, they can do whatever they want, doesn't doesn't well, really mesh. Yeah, that's fine. But, like, this one was more Star Wars. Yes, it was a retread of A New Hope, but holy cow, was it entertaining. It didn't kill a childhood. It was, like, reaffirming why you loved it. 
Yeah. Like, it's all it's saying is, we know why you loved it. Let's share that with the modern generation. They have their own version of it. That's the whole point. Yeah. Like, and going back to the prequels, that was the same thing that happened with the prequels, too. Like, Phantom Menace showed up. People were so jazzed. People yeah. were so excited. The previews went off the roof. The music was released, and people were going nuts. Yeah. They wondered who Liam Neeson was, and <laughs> Ewan McGregor was this, then a new actor yeah. that had been in, in edgy independent movies, yeah. and people knew who he was, but like, oh my word. It was like, this is cool. This is great. And we're going to have C-3PO. We're going to have some of this, and it's going to tell the tale of Darth Vader. Yeah. This is what cool things are about. Exactly. And, you know... Let's be honest. When it came out, people loved it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, they didn't care about Jar Jar being the most annoying thing in the world. The first time they saw it, he was a non-entity. Uh-huh. There was a lightsaber battle. There was a Star Wars battles. There was cool things going on in that movie. But now people look back and they, oh, I hate the prequels. They're so stupid. They're so lame. They're awful. Jar Jar Binks is the worst character. Yes, he is. Yeah. He is. He's a terrible character. Terrible. But... The fact of the matter remains that that movie is a well-made movie. Mm-hmm. It fulfills what it needs to do. It tells its own story yeah. that George Lucas is telling. And, he, yeah, I, I would say he threw some shade on the whole spiritual aspect with the midi-chlorians thing. But yeah. it's never mentioned again, so yeah. whatever, you know. And just, it, it doesn't, it didn't ruin my child. I can go back and yeah, I can see that. It's like, it's a good start. It's a place to start it. Like, you know, like, it's not really Star Wars. It's it's about a trade dispute. I'm like, do you realize how World War II started? Yeah. Was trade disputes and chancellors getting overthrown and giving way to a dictator? Yeah. Like, he just took from history and said, this is what starts it. Yeah. And then the next one took that even further and said, now, no. that, now that we have that skirmish that started some disruption that people don't want to be part of anymore the bad guy is going to kind of usurp the power which is what happened in history yeah. someone usurped power by blaming outside forces it <sighs> it it's it, people were so are so despondent over them now yeah. but it's like they're well-told stories this is the acting may be some awful acting well yeah there's not but there's but it didn't ruin childhood. It just add, I think it adds to the story. Yeah. So getting a outlandishly angry over it and the new ones. And while I don't like The Last Jedi, yeah. I mean, I, I will not defend the movie as a film. Too many plot holes, too many problems is, and cheesiness versus characters that don't act like the characters. Uh, acting is fine, but it's just... I don't hate a character so much yeah. that I'm going to go attack the person who's portraying them. Like, I'm not going to put all my insecurities about a character onto the actor. Yeah. Because the actor's there, they show up, and they're told to act in the way the director yeah. tells them to act. They do it well or they do it badly. It depends. But that's it. Yeah. The actor has nothing to do with it. Exactly. The director and the writer have more involved with it, but they still don't deserve threats and violence and horrible things and blah 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 it's it is it's a toxic thing to be nerd anymore because yeah. if we say these opinions too we get attacked exactly like what's up with that like <laughs> when did people 
not be able to communicate good points and bad points. It came down to, well, I disagree with you. And now, like back then, You're it was worse than Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> back then, it was like you know we'll go back to the Star Trek Star Wars debate. Yeah. People were like, well, Star Trek is better. It's more of a I don't know, an authentic version of the future where yeah. people can exist in harmony and there's no bigotry, hatred, and exploring new things, and yeah. it's very progressive. And you know, and then there's the Star Wars people. Well, it's more spiritual and talks yeah. about our connection to each other and how we can affect and overcome and all these things. And you can have this argument back and forth about which one was better, and you know, you can come away with a mutual respect or whatever, or you can come away saying eh, they're stupid, whatever. Yeah. But nowadays, it's like start using this argument: Star Trek is better. We got Discovery. We got all these things. We got better shows. Yeah. Your shows suck, and we got this. Well, I hate you. You're Hitler. Oh, you're. Blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna murder you. I'm gonna do, like. What? What the? Goes from zero to a hundred. Yeah. In no time flat. Like what? Whoa. Is going on here? It, it, it blows my mind because, like, I'm a huge Mystery Science Theater 2000 fan. Check I, that out, everyone, because it's amazing. Yeah, it is. If you have, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to know what I'm talking about <laughs> because that is one of the hands down funniest TV shows of all time. They are freaking hilarious. Check that out. Yeah, and uh, check out their ancillary stuff, riff tracks, film crew. I mean, hilarious stuff. But um, just a, a quick rundown. It was started by a guy named Joel Hogson, uh, Joel Robinson on the TV show. But uh, neither Hogson. here nor there. Yeah. yeah. But in season five of the Comedy Central show, he decided he wanted to leave. He wanted to go try other stuff. Fair enough. He left. They handed it over to the hosting duties to his the head writer of the show, Mike Nelson. Not a big deal. Yeah. He was, he, he's been part of the show. He's the head yeah, writer. He, he was the, the head writer for several seasons by that point. He took over the guy that basically was the face of the show. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. So he then ran the show for the next several seasons. They've uh, it went off the air for a few years. They've since revived the show. Joel came back. He doesn't want to be on the show, so he got a different person to now head the show. <coughs> His name's Joel, or uh, Jonah. Mm-hmm. So you've had three hosts. You know, it, it's been on the yeah. air now for several years. Yeah. Each person has kind of their own different flavor of comedy. The, the, the premise basically is, is they watch bad movies, and they have three different people riffing the movies so they're making fun of the movie while they're watching the the bad movie quite literally because mike nelson did go on and found riff tracks yeah which is more for modern movies yeah and occasionally old ones on the they're they're kind of doing more the the old bad b movies now but they'll occasionally do like a modern like batman returns and that kind of sort of thing yeah but so you get to watch them watch the movie but then they make fun of it while they're watching the movie it's like a DVD commentary edition, yeah, but making fun of the movie they're watching. Yeah, but you know, Joel had his kind of brand of humor. Mike had his brand of humor. Jonah has his brand of humor. But they're all freaking hilarious. But the fandom 
will convince if you get into like the, the message boards and the, the commentary from the fans that if you like one person but more than the others then you are an idiot because if you like the mike era more than the joel era then you're worse than hitler yeah and this this drives me crazy because i would have thought because this is not necessarily highbrow humor but it is it, to be a Mystery Science Theater 3000 nerd or a Misty, you have to kind of know a lot of stuff. They they throw in a lot of different kind of humor. You have to be fairly aware of pop culture. You have to know Shakespeare references and, and lots of different stuff. And it says right there in their freaking opening line from the, sh the song of the show, it's just a TV show. You should really just relax. <laughs> so they, they tell you in their own opening song of the show, you know what? Don't take any of this really seriously. <laughs> just, re just chill, just, guys. Just relax. I mean, none, none of this really matters. It's just a TV show. So that's from their own people in the show. But the fans are all telling each other, oh, you like this guy? Well, then you are horrible. And how dare you? Ugh! And I, I, I read this and I think, are you guys freaking idiots? How? Uh, yeah. and, I, and this is like my own baby fandom that I, I'm the most proud of being a member of. And I, I, it just drives me nuts. I, I saw a live episode where they got like a whole reunion group together. And at one point, fairly early on, they they it was a puppet show, so they had different robot puppets, and they switched out one of the the puppets. His name's Crow T Robot, and one of the guys that manned the puppet later in the show met the guy that ran the puppet earlier in the show, and he met the guy on stage. And these guys are just you know they're a bunch of old mis midwestern guys, and he sees the guy come on stage he's like oh uh you know i should hate your guts right because they think it's hilarious that they're supposed to have this huge rivalry with each other because the one guy ran the puppet for the other guy after the guy left and they think that's hilarious but they're picking up on this from the fandom because they're supposed to hate each other's guts that how dare you take over for me and i oh which is the which is the biggest crux of the problem yeah because the fans hate each other yeah but the people performing it are like they couldn't care less couldn't unless there was like less. a bad business deal involved oh, yeah they don't care no like why should someone have a rivalry with another person like yeah. that makes no sense at all exactly i mean that's that Using that example specifically is like it's ridiculous because each of them are funny in their own way. Yeah. And besides, you're not there to really care about the commenters. You're kind of going to watch the bad movie with comments. You're there yeah. to kind of see the humor of that. <clears throat> I do remember specifically, like, we were watching one of those a while ago and someone we were watching with Mike came on. And she's like, Oh, Mike, and I like Joel more. And it was like, <laughs> I don't really see the difference here. I mean, yeah. Joel is very much dry humor, and this guy's, yeah. you know, it's, it's a little wetter. It's still dry, but yeah. it's like he's he's a humorist. He's like a like kind of a, a satirist. He's more yeah. of a sarcastic satire, whereas yeah. the other guy was just telling a dry joke with it and stuff. And but it, it just is, as you said, the different sense of humor, and that's the weird part because 
I don't see why fandoms have to take something that and say, this is mine, this is my favorite. And because someone disagrees with it, it becomes a personal hatred. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense at all. That There are commenters on, like, their official website who will give you these whole page-long dissertations about why, if you like the other guys, then... You aren't just wrong, but you're horribly stupid because if you like the Mike era, then, you know, their brand of humor is just plain stupid. And here's all of these reasons why. And I've done all of this research. And here's all of this. And, you know, it goes back to this kind of comedy. And it goes back to Plato. And it goes back to this. <laughs> I'm like, do you have nothing else going on in your life that you have to do all of this research? And you've spent all of this time thinking about all of this stuff for a freaking puppet show. Yeah. I mean, come on. Dude. Do you realize that you are literally watching a movie... Or a television yeah. show. We'll, we'll call them movies because they're two yeah, hours they're, long. Yeah. You're watching a movie about people watching a movie. Let's talk about stupidity for a <laughs> second here. You are literally watching a movie of people watching a movie. That's like you go and pay your $10 to go to the movie theater and you don't even watch the movie. Yeah. You're watching the people sitting down in the front row. Like, they even look like that. Like, yeah. in the front row of yeah, the movie exactly. theater. And you're watching them do that. And you're paying, and they're, like, making loud noises. Usually in a movie theater, you tell that person to shut, shut up. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, shut up, I'm watching a movie. No, they're watching a movie and they're making comments, and you're literally watching them do that. And it doesn't matter who's doing it. Yeah. Because that's the whole show. And you don't even see them for 90% of the whole show yeah. because they're silhouetted. Exactly. So it makes no sense to hate on something. You're hating on the shadow that's there. It, it doesn't make any sense. And, and people, as you say, do these essays yeah. about why one era is better than another, but it makes no sense. And it's, I have to think that if this guy were to actually meet these people that he's loving on and saying, oh, Joel, oh, you know, the, Joel would actually go, but you know they're really funny, and they're really Thanks, good friends of mine. Thanks, did you see that? Yeah. Thanks, you see this episode? They're, they're really good, and why are you praising me so much? Because you know, <laughs> why would I, I hate them? I'm really funny, but they're really funny too. Yeah, and, and you're kind of creeping me out, dude. Well, every time anybody ever sends like, "Do you have a problem?" is like, "Why would I have a problem with them?" Yeah. Like every time they're like, "Why would I have a problem?" The only time you ever have problems with people is in bad business deals. Yeah. Like, that's it. In terms of create, uh, creative partnerships, if it worked out and they're just moving on animically, no one has a rivalry. No. No one got usurped and then thrown out. It's like, come on. Well, Fandoms, get your act together. It's like every time um, DC or Marvel releases a trailer... Like, you know, the latest Shazam trailer or the latest Captain Marvel trailer. You get on YouTube and there's this whole long list of, well, there goes you know, Marvel. Yeah, they're dead in the water, man. <laughs> Creatively dead. Yeah, DC's and, coming in with it. And so I'm thinking, you do realize that the people who, in the comic industry, the people who work for Marvel, chances are they've done a lot of work for DC, too. Because there's a lot of back and forth, so if... Yeah. Um, well, let's be honest. Like, if we're going to go through the characters of Marvel and DC, you can find cardboard cutouts of each other throughout oh, yeah. the 
Solomon Grundy. Yeah. Incredible Hulk. Hulk. Namor. Aquaman. Aquaman. <laughs> I mean, the uh, list goes on and on and on. And and really, even in their movies, if I'm going to go see Shazam, chances are I'm going to go see Ms. Or Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. And if I'm going to go see Captain Marvel, Chance. I'm going to go see Shazam because yeah. I'm a comic book fan. fan. <laughs> it, it, let's, in terms of, like this, going back to the when the start, growing up, we would never have imagined we would have gotten, gotten any of these. Exactly. Growing up, uh, three Star Wars movies. We had Batman, well, Batman Returns, and Superman. Batman Forever. Superman, he played out his thing in through the 80s and yeah, early yeah. 90s. But that's all we had. Was you, one you got to Superman, see one Batman, the most famous comic book character of all time. Yeah, and that was it. That was, that was it. And then Batman came out, and it it blew up. There was there was, was the huge. Golden Globus uh, Fantastic Four film that never got released. Oh my word! We <laughs> don't bring that. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> see, let, like, go watch an honest trailers of the what is it, Batman or Superman or something. Yeah. I think it was the 1970 Superman where DC had all these product, projects coming out and Marvel was relegated to terrible, horrible. terrible TV movies. That horrible or, Captain America oh, with the Italian Red Skull. Uh, and the, and like the basically just awful. Nick Fury with uh, David, David Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. Oh, yes. Yeah. See, that's what we got, everyone. Yeah. Back in our day, we didn't get Sam Jack. Well, we did, and, yeah. but... We didn't have Sam Jackson starting off. We had to start with David Hasselhoff as Nick Fury. Yeah. Or the Generation X TV <laughs> show. Oh, yeah. Uh, X-Men, let's just say... And Battlestar Galactica. <sighs> Battlestar Galactica in the, the 70s. I remember watching that religiously because, my crap, I was going to watch sci-fi. Yeah. We had the, the 1980s cartoons, and that was great. But, I mean, big budget... Actual superhero films? Yeah. Forget it. We didn't get them. You didn't we didn't get anything kind of to appease our fandom. If you were a comic book fan, movies were bupkis. Because really you only got Batman and Superman. You didn't get anyone you else. You didn't even get Batman until 1989. 1989. Was, and then everyone was upset about that because Michael Keaton got... Yeah, oh, it was like, too dark and too gloomy. Too dark and gloomy. And this isn't the Batman that we grew up with. Well, yeah, you had Adam West. <laughs> That's that's who you got, which is a classic show. Oh, yeah. I mean, looking I, back on it, it's got its merits. It doesn't have in terms of storytelling. Does your Batman but, dance? <laughs> I'm trying to think. I think he did in Batman and Robin. Uh, but that's well, let's let's, let, let's that. chart that. I mean, guys, fandoms. In my lifetime, I'll just go with my lifetime using Batman. I was five years old when Batman came out. It was a huge deal. It was cool oh, yeah. to see Batman. He was my defining Batman. Batman Returns came out. Yeah, it was dark, but it was bad A, man. Yeah. It was a cool-looking Bat Gotham. Batman looked cool. Catwoman was awesome. Michelle Pfeiffer is... I'm sorry, Anne Hathaway. You should have been replaced by Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh. Just bring her back. If they bring Catwoman back, please get Michelle Pfeiffer. There's no one else. There is no one else I want to see play Catwoman. Especially not Halle Berry. Uh, but... <laughs> You, that's what we got. We got then we started to kind of go the way that mm. Superman went with Batman yeah, yeah, Forever. Yeah. While yeah. having some merits, it was entertaining. It tried to tell a story, yeah. ish. Looking sort back of. on it, ish. But back in 1995, hey. that was cool. You know, yeah. like oh, new Batman, cool. And we got Robin, and we have Two Face and Riddler. 
you know, that was cool. And then we, everyone got Batman and Robin, and then nobody got <laughs> Batman and Robin. I don't, I don't think anybody got that one. I was like, why'd we get release this? What is this? That was what we got. Yeah. That was what we were given. In a space of seven years, eight years, we got Batman to Batman and Robin. I'm trying to think of other comic book movies like Blade. Yeah. Blade came out. They were good for two movies. And then got Blade Trinity. Uh, Hellboy. Mm. That was that started. That was decent. Those were pretty okay. Yeah. The X-Men movies. The X well, 2000 well, is yeah. when we got X-Men. Yeah. And then X-Men 2 X2 was 2002, 2003, something like that. Somewhere around there. Somewhere in there. Which was by that point the be all end all yeah. superhero movie, and then we got the Spider Mans. Yeah, which I think between X Men and Spider Man proved that we could get good things. Yeah, until Spider Man three and X Men three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but guys, you gotta imagine that through growing up, we didn't get these fandoms. We when, didn't get these movies to appease our fandoms. When I was a kid in elementary school, the idea of seeing Captain America. Iron Man, Thor, and Hulk in a movie all together was unthinkable. Yeah. In a major budget film. I mean, seeing those... And actually be any good. uh, Those guys together in a cartoon Saturday morning. Thank you. That was my daughter, everyone. They're calling Grandma. (laughs) Well, But you didn't see those guys together in a cartoon. Barely. I mean, there was Spider-Man and his amazing friends, and they kind of had a, a joined well, Marvel universe. That was the thing. Growing up, Marvel wasn't a big deal. No. It went bankrupt. Yeah. It had to sell off. its. That's why Sony owns Spider-Man. Yeah. And Fox owns X-Men. Did. Yeah. <laughs> and why all these things yeah. were separate, because Marvel had to sell them off. Yeah. To the movie rights and all these things to make get their money back. So we weren't even going to have the opportunity but to even get this sort of thing together. So have you ever seen uh, Spider-Man and his amazing the, the old Spider-Man cartoons? Yeah. I mean, they're kind of not that great. They're not. Even for like 80s standards, they're not that uh-huh. great. Uh-huh. So, I mean... But that's all we got in the 90s but, and stuff, too. In the 80s were cartoon shows. Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Spider-Man the Animated Series. Then, you know, the one season offs of like Iron Man and all yeah. of them that came and went. So, I mean, for a, a nerd growing up in the 80s, you were desperate for any of this yeah. stuff. So, I'm sorry, but you're living in a embarrassment of wonders here. Exactly. And I mean, you can hate Venom, the movie, all you want, but the fact that it got made was something that we have been dreaming about for when the character was introduced to yeah. now for years. Yeah, it was disappointing how it got made. It was an entertaining enough movie. But, you know... But it got made. But the fact that I went to that movie and I was as entertained as I was and I was looking at it and thinking, you know, this isn't actually that bad. The fact that I can say that for that movie because I'm comparing it to the other movies that I've seen. Movies like Winter Soldier. Movies like Avengers Endgame. The fact that a movie like Avengers Endgame even exists. That tells me that I am. Or Infinity War. Or, uh, That's yeah. what we mean. But yeah, yeah, yeah. the, but, the, well, the Infinity you know, uh, Endgame is coming. Yeah. I mean, 
hello that thanos actually got translated to an on-screen person and yeah. done in such a way that it blows other things out of the water was unheard of back in our childhood that, like that's our dream was to see it but over the course of how many years that kind of died out thinking we're never gonna see that yeah and then now all these are being made and and really you could say well that's just them selling out that's just them being stupid oh they're yes. running out of ideas like you know what this is awesome yeah we for those of us who grew up we knew who guardians of the galaxy were we yeah. knew all these things to see that come to screen was yeah it was weird that, yeah. that would get the first thing but it was done and it was awesome yeah. so people freaking out about these things and going so just evil and vile on people <laughs> for their viewpoints on this it's just absolutely ridiculous I mean my 10 year old daughter born in 2009 She's seen what what's come out. We've had Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, the whole Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. She's had a smorgasbord of all of these things come out for fandom. Star Wars movies, comic book movies, science fiction, like fantasy fantasy movies. Do you realize like I, I Lord watched of the Rings a, a, a video today about the making of Willow. Yeah. And, like, there was a whole slew of fantasy movies made in the 80s that all flopped. Yeah. And so there was a belief in Hollywood back in the 80s that fantasy movies, you know, fairy tale movies, weren't viable. Yeah. Because, you know, Willow and Return to Oz, they Legend. Had, yeah, all, they had faded away. Beastmaster and yeah, all of them. All that kind just of stuff. Faded. Just didn't work. But now you've got, like, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Peter Jackson's amazing, almost nearly perfect film adaptation of a book series that was classic, but nearly unfilmable. And, you know, the fact that you, you have that, I can go to a film and see this huge book series from my life, that is truly amazing. When the last adaptation was 1979? Yeah. With the animated version of it? Yeah. Was like it that's the thing. That's people are today arguing about what's better. The fact that you have them yeah. and that you can, you should be grateful for. Yeah. Don't attack people. Don't attack actors. Don't attack directors or film companies. Unless they absolutely botch it and then you say, Hey, you botched this. That's it. But and don't they, attack the people with crazy threats and vile uh, and, stuff like that. You know, and you, you can absolutely call someone on their crap. Yeah, that's that's fine. You know, if like Peter Jackson making The Hobbit, let's all be honest, that was we're going to have to do a podcast because I will defend the Hobbit movies because people blame Peter Jackson. I actually don't well, think it was it, his fault. No, it wasn't his fault. But you know, well, that's another time for that. Yeah, but. but you know, the Hobbit wasn't as great as it could have been. No, it wasn't. And there, there's a lot of problems with that. And we can justifiably say, you know, The Hobbits wasn't as great as The Lord of the Rings. And we can say, you know, it's for this reason, it's for this reason, it's for this reason. We can say that The Last Jedi wasn't as great a great movie for this reason or for this reason or for this reason. And we can say Ryan Johnson didn't do a good job directing the movie for, for this whatever reason, reason, for this yeah. reason, for this reason. However... Should we then say, and that's why Ryan Johnson must die? I know. Hell no. Ugh. 
we have to kill Ryan Johnson and attack him, and this is their personal address. We should burn down his house. We should kill his children. We should. That's the part that bugs me the most is people attacking family members that had nothing to do with any of that process just getting attacked like any in any capacity like in politics in movies in anything if somebody does not have anything to do with what you hate about the person other than the fact that they're related Mm -hmm. shut up exactly don't say a thing because they have nothing to do with it. Exactly. Nothing. And you're you're the vile and evil for even just exactly. going with that. That's that's and my two cents. You know, we spent 45 minutes talking about that, <laughs> but that's my two cents. I think that's just and ugh, and awful. that's why I think it, they'll never do this. But that's why if I was Kathleen Kennedy or if Kathleen Kennedy decided to make me in charge of Lucasfilm or I was in charge of Disney, why I would say, okay, we're going to make episode nine, but af- as of that movie, we are now discontinuing all Star Wars everything. And we are going to go back to way the way it was as of the 80s. No when we more, didn't have a thing. No more Star Wars anything. No more Star Wars movies. No more Star Wars TV shows. Because the only Star Wars stuff we had back then was a droids cartoon show. And those crazy ass Ewok, Ewok adventures, crap. <laughs> and if you want to go back to that, where the only Star Wars stuff you get to watch is, then they will all star Wilford Brimley. <laughs> exactly, like the Ewok show. So when you are excited to be able to watch a couple of weird kids who are as annoying and crazy as all get out, worse than young Anakin. Playing around with some Ewoks and a giant-eared org monster thing. But you're happy, and you watch that that's show... real Star Wars. ...multiple times, <laughs> because it has Star Wars on it, and it makes the pew-pew sound that you love hearing. <laughs> because it's Star Wars, damn it. And you're freaking excited because it's Star Wars. Because that's the only Star Wars you're getting. Yeah. Okay, then maybe you'll sing a different tune. But yeah. that, that's what I would do. I would say, okay, fine. You, you don't like Star Wars? You, you don't think we're running Star Wars correctly according to your dumbass minds? Fine. No more Star Wars. That's what I'd do. There you go. And I think that it should go for all fandoms. Yeah. Like, Mike and I, we have been nerds, as we said before, near, near 40 years. 40 plus. 40 plus. Or nearly in between some the two cases. of us, between, probably about eighty between, years. Yeah, now. between the two of us, between eighty years total, grand total, in our family, even more so, and yeah. the friends we have, we're looking at two hundred plus years of fandoms combined, and we hate it. Yeah, like we're in a place now where we're ashamed. I mean, it's disgusting. It. This is not what fandom should be about. My favorite things are going to like Comic Cons and seeing the love people have for the property. That's cool. Yeah. But I hate when people get so upset about something that they have no control over. Someone's allowed to interpret it their own way. I get it. Everyone gets it. That's, hey, it's called imagination. Before all this social media crap, that's what you had to use. <laughs> you didn't, you had to create your own stories to do things. I mean, 
if you were playing Star Wars, you created your own Star Wars character and you yeah. lived in that world. You didn't do this other stuff. So this fandom stuff, guys, I don't know how many people are ever going to listen to this, but stop it. Yeah. Shut up. Don't, don't, don't do it. It's disgusting. Actors are just actors. They are overpaid. They are over, Darn. over, over mouthy. They don't really understand the people they're talking to, but they're just actors. They're just playing a part. Do not threaten them. Do not threaten directors who are just trying to do a good story. Whether you agree with it or not, doesn't matter. Just don't threaten. It's disgusting. That's the message today. That's the four reels message today. It's a long one. Let us know, guys. What what's some fandoms that you guys think are toxic anymore? I mean, there's a lot. Let us know. Go to um, mostly off center on Facebook. Uh, you can find us there. You can find us uh, on YouTube, mostly off center, and then listen to our podcast. It'll be standing out on Podbean slash mostly off center. So thanks, guys. We'll be seeing you later on Four Reels.